Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey folks, great to have you here with me today. Got a great topic for today's podcast. Topic, or better yet, question of the day is, should you use an advisor when it comes to your higher education retirement plan? This topic actually stems from a lunch I had the other month with a client of mine. And I'd like to share with you a few details from that lunch. So I called up my client, and like we typically do, we made plans to go have lunch and talk a little bit business at the same time. However, this time he asked if it was okay to bring a colleague along with him. Of course, I said yes, and of course, that colleague knew what I did for a living, so I was expecting he wanted to ask me questions about various things, primarily dealing with with the university retirement plan. So let's fast forward to lunch. Everything's going fine and dandy. And we started running out of things to talk about, which typically happens over a business lunch. But that's when he started drilling me with questions about the university retirement plan as expected. Now, like I mentioned, he was a colleague of my client. He was, and still is, a tenured professor looking to retire in a few years. And he had always done it by himself. So what I mean by that is he picked the vendor and his investment choices on his own in the retirement plan through the university. Now he had made changes in his portfolio throughout the years, even though he admitted to me that he didn't have the time or the desire to watch his account that closely. Now what I've left out and what I haven't mentioned yet is that he's in the business school. He's a very educated individual knew about economics and was pretty familiar with how the stock and bond market worked. So after he was done stroking his ego a little bit, I asked him which vendor he had chosen. I thought it was a pretty simple and innocent question. From there, he proceeded to go into many details, almost like he had to defend his decision. He told me he had used TIAA because of the low-cost investments and he liked their fixed account amongst a few other reasons. He actually told me, and I quote here, if it's good enough for Albert Einstein, I think it's good enough for me as well. Now at the time, I didn't have a clue what he was talking about until he could see it in my eyes, and he let me know that Einstein was an actual customer of TIAA back in the 30s. Who knew? Well, apparently this guy did. So I let him continue to tell me all about how good of a job he had done in picking the vendor and the investments. Then he finally asked me, Greg, why would someone like myself need an advisor like you when, as you can tell, I'm perfectly capable of doing this myself? Okay, so now at the time, I thought it was a little aggressive, especially when I was about to buy his lunch. But nonetheless, I appreciated the candor and it gave me the opportunity to justify what I do for a living. Honestly, later I thought to myself, I wish all higher ed employees would ask me this question. When dealing with higher ed employees and their retirement plans, I'm always reminded of the adage, in quotes here, you don't know what you don't know. And that was certainly the case 
for this professor. Now, to be fair with all of you out there listening, I've dealt with his university's retirement plan for 18 years. So I knew I had the advantage in this conversation here. It was one of those aha moments where I just couldn't get the words out fast enough. I had so much information to share with this individual. Now, to make a long story short here as to what happened from this point, I informed him that Fidelity, which by the way was another vendor at his university he could choose, had really stepped up their game when it came to costs and they were actually a cheaper option than TIAA, which like I mentioned was the company he was currently using at the time. I also shared with him that in his retirement plan, Fidelity has evolved and just had become not only cheaper but a more robust platform than TIAA. Right there I could tell his interest had peaked and so I just continued to explain what I was talking about. And to take it that one step further, I also let him know that Fidelity now offers a broker's link option at his university where he could get access to thousands of investment choices. Right now, with TIAA, I believe he had around 15 choices. Also, since he was pretty familiar with the investment world, I let him know that Fidelity, as of 2019, very recently, had lowered some of their expenses for index-related investments, and that he could get access to funds that cost between 0.02% to 0.04%. Right then, I could just see his eyes light up, and I knew I had him hook, line, and sinker right there. I actually had to repeat myself because he just didn't believe me about those low expenses. He was under the impression, as many employees are, that TIAA was just the cheapest in the investment game. Then he must have felt as if he had to justify his decision. He shot back at me and said he liked the fixed account over at TIAA and he wouldn't ever want to move money out of that investment. Again, I saw my opportunity line up right before me. Now remember, I've been doing this for 18 years. At this point in my career, for the most part, I can pretty much tell people what they're going to ask me before they even think of the question. So I proceeded to let him know that he didn't have to move the money from TIAA's fixed account. At his university, along with most of them out there, you can leave money that you have in TIAA's fixed account and move everything else over to Fidelity in this case to take advantage of their brokerage link account. And I tell you what, it was one of those drop the mic moments. I could actually see the wheels in his head turning when provided with this new information. So guess what? He made an appointment with me for the next week and he is currently, as of today, a client of mine. Now, here's what he told me after the fact, and here's what you can take away from this short story. In this professor's case, it wasn't a matter of me knowing more than him when it came to picking investments. He was more than capable of doing that on, on his own. But he had no idea in the 20 years he had been at this university, the actual components within his retirement plan. He didn't know Fidelity offered a cheaper investment. He had never even heard of Brokerage Link. And I also hooked him up with a Roth 403B, 
which again, he had never even heard of, didn't even know that was an option. So when it was all said and done, like I said, he's a client today. I had his whole retirement plan changed, and he told me he wished he had run across my path 15 years earlier. So you too may feel like you can handle the investment side of the equation, but are you comfortable in the fact that you know all the ins and outs of your retirement plan at your university? Maybe you do, but in my experience, very, very few do. So going back to the question of should you use an advisor, my answer is, well, it just depends. Higher ed professors are in a unique industry when it comes to financial planning due to the many components of your retirement plan system. You have access to 401As, 403Bs, Roth 403Bs, 457B mandatory and supplemental accounts, and some universities still have that archaic pension. This stuff gets pretty, pretty, pretty confusing. So if you're thinking of hiring an advisor, and by the way, let me make this point clear. When I'm talking about hiring an advisor, I'm not talking about the reps from the investment companies within your retirement plan. I'm talking about independent financial advisors, not affiliated in any way with your university's retirement plan. So as I was saying, if you're thinking of hiring an advisor, you need to make sure the advisor knows your retirement plan better than you. Makes sense, right? That advisor should know every component of your retirement plan inside and out. Remember, you're not just paying the advisor to pick investments. That part is actually fairly easy. You're paying that person to make sure you're getting the most out of your retirement plan. Now, speaking of paying, I think that's a pretty good segue into how much an advisor should cost you. There's a few different ways an advisor might get paid in this industry. For me, I use a very traditional model. I charge a percentage of the assets that I manage. The most I charge a client is 1% of the assets that I manage. I'm known as what you call a fee-only advisor, and my fee ratchets down the more money I manage for a client. That's a pretty typical scenario. My fee also includes retirement planning. Now, some advisors will charge an extra fee for financial plans, which is fine. I just don't operate that way. So if you're looking to hire an advisor to help you out, in my opinion, you need a fee-only advisor, and I wouldn't pay more than 1% per year. Remember, that's a yearly fee. Again, and I'll speak from my personal experience, I always like to justify to a client or a prospect how I'm putting them in a better position than where they are currently. I'll tell a prospect that's just my fiduciary duty. Many times have I looked at a prospect in the eye and told them that they're doing a great job and I'm not really so sold or sure that I change a thing in your situation. Now, if they want a financial plan, that's great. I'll charge them for my time, but that person ultimately will not become an ongoing client. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you've done absolutely nothing in your retirement plan, which by the way is very, very common, or if you're being honest with yourself and you really don't know what you're doing, then the answer is of course you should hire someone to help you out. When you're engaging in something like investment management and retirement planning, and it's such a huge part of your retirement, why wouldn't you get some help? 
And for those of you that do it yourself and you're perfectly comfortable with that process, great, just go get them. But I'll tell you what, a very high percentage of higher ed employees would and will benefit from getting some help. I'll even use myself as an example here. I've been in this business for 18 years. I've always been pretty good with numbers, and I know this may sound strange or odd to you, but I actually enjoy doing my own taxes. Again, I've been around this stuff for a long time, and I thought I knew everything I needed to know when I was filing my taxes. Well, a handful of years ago, I went to a CPA just to check things over. Of course, you probably know where I'm going with this, but he found a number of little things that he tweaked for me. And the issues he found saved me more money than I actually paid him. So guess what? I use him every year now. Why wouldn't I? I'm not a CPA, and I'm not up to date on all the tax laws and the changes that occur every single year. So the same thing applies for you. If you can find a good independent advisor that brings value to your situation, why wouldn't you use that person? But the key words there are value to your situation. Whatever value means to you. Some people just want someone like myself to go out and pick investments for them, and others are really more hands-on and want all kinds of extra services like retirement planning, which is perfectly fine. Value in my industry is subjective, and it's up to the client to decide what's the most important thing to them. Okay, to finish up here, I truly hope this podcast helped you out when determining if you should go out and hire an advisor. If you'd be interested in talking to me more about possibly working together or would just like to ask me questions about someone you're thinking about hiring, by all means, get in touch with me. You can find my information at www.higheredretire.com. Lastly, make sure to check out my monthly webinar where I answer questions from the previous podcasts. You, yourself, please feel free to submit a question or two. Or if there's a topic you'd like me to cover in future podcasts, just let me know that as well. Again, submit those questions or topics at www.higheredretire.com. Okay, folks. Hey, I appreciate you hanging in there with me today. Till next time, this is Greg Shepard with Higher Ed Retire, telling you to take control of your retirement today. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey. Please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.